Welcome to the Health Ignited Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Nick and Sonia Jensen. We are partners, parents, business partners, doctors, yoga teachers, and retreat leaders. We promise to bring you real conversations to awaken and ignite your potential to live your best life possible. Join us each week as we dive into topics varying from brain health, biohacking, hormones, and longevity, to relationships, parenting, meditation, and more. Together, creating community and building stronger foundations for the generations to come. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you've been here before, or if you're new to our channel, our mission is to help educate people on their hormones and what, how that relates to their relationships and optimal health and longevity. So thanks for tuning in. Um, and if you enjoy this video and some of our previous ones, uh, please be sure to subscribe and stay up to date on everything that we're releasing. So today we're uh, gonna talk a little bit more in detail about the masculine and feminine relationship and how that changes over time. So in last week's podcast, we talked a little bit about sort of the, the early 20s. Now we're gonna talk about what happens as we move into uh, life with kids and what that means, how to connect to your partner and, and feel that sense of attraction uh, while doing life, which mm -hmm. gets a little bit more complicated when kids come into the picture, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like a whirlwind of change that happens, especially when you have your first. I feel like after that, you kind of get into a bit of a rhythm but there's so much change that happens when children come into play that I don't think any of us really understand um, before stepping into parenthood yeah definitely you know like early in our relationship we I mean we were we weren't married very long before we had kids but we mm -hmm. definitely got a chance to travel the world together and and learn about one another uh, in the earlier part of our relationship but I think like most parents, when they become parents, they don't realize just how little sleep you're going to get, mm -hmm. uh, how much your energy is going to be affected, the, the things that you had time for before. <laughs> we, watched a, we watched a comedy show about just the, a skit about getting outside the door. Yes. Right? And how much challenges Simple things goes, you take advantage of. You take for granted. Or take for granted, yeah, not take advantage of. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. And, you know, entering into the world of parenting and then trying to like you know, like see your partner on the other side of your house or your room and go like, oh, I just love to be close to them again. And just this gap of toys and Lego and kids and diapers and, mm -hmm. and no sleep. And how do you make room for, uh, mm -hmm. you know, connection and attraction and, and whether it be like through communication or just physical touch and, and maybe holding a hand and go for a walk, like, what, what does that world look like? Because it's such a challenging one to navigate. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to do is recognize that you're in a different season in your relationship. Mm -hmm. um, especially when your kids are young. As they grow a little bit older, things can change. But I think in the beginning, when you're in the trenches, it's um, so important to just communicate about where you are because there's so much change happening. So just speaking from my own perspective, um, perspective of a woman, as I've like given birth and now I'm nursing and I'm not sleeping, still working, like there's just so many different layers of discomfort and uncertainty every single day that show up that to even think about something else um, can feel really challenging. So I think if there's communication um, earlier, so this is what I do with a lot of couples that I work with when they're in their pregnancy, I will talk about the changes that are to come. They're not always listening in that moment because they're still very focused on the pregnancy and the birth and 
in that honeymoon phase of um, you know becoming parents, which is so beautiful. We were there too. Oh yeah. So it's usually in their like post six week appointment where they were like, oh, this is what you were referring to. It's like yes, make some time to even create a plan of like maybe even having a word that you say that tells the other person I'm in like total overwhelm right now, so I can't connect with you the, maybe the way you need me to, but. I want to. It's just in this moment, it's feeling really hard. Yeah. Do do we have a safe word? We did not have a safe word. <laughs> Maybe we didn't know this back then. We didn't then. know these things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, yeah. there's so much emphasis put into getting ready for the birth, like getting all the like the clothes, the room set up, you know, the the yeah, crib, the fun stuff. all the fun stuff, yeah. and it's exciting, and, and that's new, and that creates bonding, and that creates yeah. connection. And then there's this whole different reality that comes into play once a baby is is in the world, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and, and speaking from a man, there's there's like that that attraction doesn't change because mm -hmm. we just witnessed uh, the most in incredible vision of a superhero and mm -hmm. seeing seeing a woman give birth, and like it's so attractive as a man to see a woman in her full power mm -hmm. and to just own this experience that you've never done before but like intrinsically you you knew exactly what to do and so i think as men we we were in awe of our amazingly beautiful strong women that that we we were almost more attracted it's like mm -hmm. you just turn up the notch and obviously it's it's a no go no <laughs> it's a no go for a while afterwards yeah. Because obviously there's healing and there's this this bonding with with the baby that's going on. Yeah, mom's gonna keep baby alive. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so you know, as men, like, what do you do with that energy? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is what we talked about just a little bit in the last podcast around this masculine feminine energy. Well, man, we we have to direct it to be to create this protective shell, the safe space for for. You can make a dinner. Yeah. You can massage. Massage. Your feet. Yeah. yeah. There's so many things you could yeah. do. Yeah, and we can tap into our purpose too. That's it's right. Like we can, you know, whatever it is that we're 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 aligned with, we can we can dive deeper into that. We can put our energy into that. We can, you know, maybe we have a little time to exercise, and we put our energy into that. Mm -hmm. I think it's. It's like the, that's where this conversation is so important. It's like when this part of our life interjects into what life looked like before, what does that plan look like? What is your self-care plan as as a the masculine energy and the feminine energy in the relationship? What does that look like? Because I think communication mm -hmm. is super important there. Yeah, I think communication is key because you're still trying to figure that out. Because, um, I mean, there's so much talk about getting like your pre-baby body back or going back to where things were instead of looking forward to like where things can go and how things are so different now when you have children. And so I think really assessing that mindset and even like the grief around like your body is not the same, it's changed, it's evolved, it's different now. Um, who you are is very different because now your priorities will shift. You know, there's so many couples I work with that eat a certain way and they have a child and they're like, okay, you know, now I'm organic, now I'm this, because mm -hmm. now they're learning like how important it is to feed ourselves a certain way because now they're doing that for their, their children. So there's so much change that happens. So I think just giving yourself permission to be okay with flexibility and changing and then um, creating a plan for each other of like, okay, when, you know, baby is sleeping, maybe mom gets to either nap or do things. And just, I think the more you can communicate what it is that you need, the less guesswork there is. Yeah. 
Because I think it's so easy for uh, rejection to set in and yeah. expectation to set in. Mm -hmm. And because lives are so crazy, you just have a, a moment to, to find a place to connect. Mm -hmm. um, and often we're connecting from our place of wounding, mm -hmm. not necessarily from our place of like forward thinking, like you said. Well, things were so good back you know, before kids came around because we could just hang out and mm -hmm. it was wonderful. And maybe, you know, maybe there was, you know, I don't know, things that you used to do with your friends or whatever that you weren't able to do um, because now responsibility sets in. And again, that's going to create resentment in the relationship. And so this is a hormonal mashup, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And then throw in the lack of sleep. Yeah. So I think like, you know, knowing that there's so many different challenges that show up hormonally in this stage of life. I like to think of like, what are some systems in the body that you can really support as best you can to help, you know, adapt to life in this, in this world. And I know for, for me personally, what really served me well was learning how to fast. Right. Because that was a big staple in... After a second. After a second though. Well, I didn't... Oh, no, it was, no, it was after a first. first. It was after first. It was about yeah. six months to a year after a first. And for me, I put my energy into that and it transformed my recovery. It mm -hmm. transformed my energy. I, even though I wasn't sleeping as well, I found more time to heal because I implemented fasting. So a lot of my um, you know, young fathers, I really get them to understand their hormonal system, testosterone, insulin through this world of fasting because it can be a game changer for implementing more time in recovery mm -hmm. and then what about like what are some other things that you think are important for adapting to that stage of life yeah working on your nervous system so bringing in tools um i did my yoga teacher training right away after giving birth mm -hmm. um kyan was only eight months old no not eight months right eight weeks old when i started but i do think that was so supportive for me because it was i was learning tools to support my nervous system practicing tools at the same time that helps support then my hormonal system. So it helped bring that cortisol down even though I wasn't sleeping. It helped me transition um, from that low progesterone that happens right after you give birth to like regulating my hormones a bit more easily because I had this like tool, um, a community and just like and a purpose that was different than just being mom in those moments. Even though I loved it, I love being a mom um, but it gave me something else that was of my own yeah. know, during that time. Yeah, that was it. Was, it was a challenge and a and a gift for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'd say definitely the gift was that you were. I mean, you. This is where you started developing a, a regular meditation practice, mm -hmm. right? And so, I love that you brought in the nervous system because it's it's really our nervous system that's going to be the communication tool for the yeah. the glands that secrete the hormones, right? And so, if there's a way to sort of <clears throat> change the message mm -hmm. and support that, that, that healing yeah. phase. That yeah, I mean, finding things that you loved to do before. So it might not be, okay, say somebody's like a marathon runner, you're probably not going to run a marathon, mm -hmm. but maybe you go out for a walk or you do something like physical with your body to help you land and anchor back in so that that too will feed your nervous system in a different way. Um, there's herbs that you can take, there's nutrients, just really making sure you're meals are really nutrient rich like your gut system is working so just really supporting yourself so you you don't get into depletion mm -hmm. if every choice that you make it's like okay is this going to deplete me is this going to nourish me i think that simple question will give you so much more support yeah um and then i think the next one just is would be around mindset 
you know, I mean, something that I, that I started practicing too, along with fasting, which I think is a bit of a stoic philosophy in that we're sort of giving our body um, space to heal, giving our body space to, to recover. It required a bit of a mindset change in, in what life is going to look like. But it's also we started doing more cold showers and things like that too as a way to move through some challenges in the day and, and remind your body of what, what you're capable of. Um, and so, again, from a, from a masculine point of view, or, or um, a man, the, the woman's healing, maybe repairing post-C-section or post-challenging you know, challenging birth, um, as a man, we can do whatever we can to, to move the body, right? Yeah. So this is speaking to the initial years, like maybe when you have a baby, but yeah. as kids get older, I remember a cousin of mine telling me, you know, you're, when, I was, when we were at that stage, that now you're in a stage where it's like physically exhausting and then mm -hmm. you're going to transition into a stage where there's like mental exhaustion with your kids because there's they're going through their challenges, they're going through their different emotions and mm -hmm. you're kind of growing with them. And I have found too that when our kids are at a different stage, like it brings back memories of your story of when you were that age. So like your own stuff comes up. So, so much of parenting turns into discerning, like, is this their emotion? Is this my stuff? Am I reacting? Am I responding? Like there's so much of that. So I think it's so important to have tools in place that help you do that and support in place too, because yes, it's less busy. You're not doing diapers and maybe you're sleeping a little bit more, but now it's a new busy because you're going to soccer and there's school field trips and there's all these other things. So it's not that the gap gets closer as they age. If anything, I think it gets a little bit bigger because now their demands are more vocal mm. than than when they're a baby so it's like how do you find your way in that mm -hmm. jungle what do you mean like the the gap well you talked about the gap before of like your partner's like on the oh, other I side of the room yeah. and there's legos and other things in between it's like the gap i feel like gets a little bit larger at a certain age when they're in their like pre-teens teen years because there's so much that you're helping them navigate yeah yeah, because there's yeah, there's there's definitely more interesting conversations that come up as well with with yeah, the kids. Yeah, I mean right? that, that's great, but yeah. I'm speaking to like no, no, but which which I think reminds you of childhood stuff. Okay. <laughs> well, I was thinking like understand my question. No, no. <laughs> well, you talked about like this phase being less physical, more on the mental, emotional yeah. side of things. So I think you know you brought up this idea that the you know things that maybe your kids go through are are you experiencing a reaction because it's reminding yeah. of something from your past or mm -hmm. is it something that they're actually going through mm -hmm. so responding reacting so i think in the fact that we have such different ways of parenting than than maybe the way that our parents parented us we it is it becomes more emotionally and mentally mm -hmm. engaging because we're putting a lot more thought and effort into mm -hmm okay, they're reacting a certain way or they're asking interesting questions. What, what, what's my hope for them? What's my mm -hmm. intention to help them maybe along in a way that took me years <laughs> to yeah. figure out? Yeah. You know, so I think even just being more proactive with how we communicate and being more um, introspective with our answers and, and maybe introspective with what, what our intention is for, for our kids and how do, we, how do we parent them now versus like, parenting right. them in the past yeah but that's like a parenting conversation i was kind of alluding to the relationship of gotcha. the parents okay yeah of like in that gap of trying to do all of that yeah how do you find each other yeah well i mean i think this is where 
you know, having uh, week like we've we've done this, we've fallen off a little bit lately, but uh, having weekly meetings with one another, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of like a weekly meeting for us to yeah. some degree too. True. But but um, I I found when we when we actually get out to work out some of the logistical details of life, because this is also a time when you know, just like earlier on, there can be different kinds of resentments that are there, different expectations, and if we can really get the logistics of life sorted out um, it it sort of removes some of those you know pieces of resentment like paying the bills to like um, you know taking the trash out to doing like what are the roles in the relationship and how can we really again support our kids in in their development of taking on ownership over certain things too so that some of the like the basic stuff is taken care of so that then there's more room for uh, for physical attention and 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 time, time together. Like I find that there's spontaneity in some times when our boys get a chance to like, I don't know, go on, go to the friend's house. We're gonna do whatever we can to make make the best of that opportunity and go on a quick little date or go for a walk or, you know. And so I think bringing in some forethought to, hey, this is gonna be happening here. How can we be proactive to spend some time together? So like the other challenge of that stage, especially now, because um, most of us are having children later mm-hmm. in life. Um, so that stage shows up when they're a little bit older and now we're going through perimenopause, menopause and andropause. <laughs> so there's a whole new layer to that connection time too, because often, yeah. and I've had conversations with like girlfriends and patients too, of like the kids go to their friend's house, you just want time to yourself now yeah. or you just want some alone time but then you have this partner sitting across from you it's like he's okay, like, how he's do like we... it's go time right. <laughs> or like just like how do we connect so how do we like serve ourselves in all those directions so that we're feeling connected because now there's this whole like other hormonal thing going on yeah well why don't you share some more because um it feels like you're probing me to, to answer the question that you want me to answer. And I think it's like you probably have some really in- interesting insight. Well, here. I just think, again, it goes back to communication. And we had that conversation around intimacy, that podcast that we recorded. Yeah. Just, um, there are changes happening. So before it was, okay, woman gave birth, she's healing, all this stuff is going on. And then now at a place of like perimenopause where like you don't even know when you're going to get your cycle or now you have night sweats or now you're mm-hmm. bloated or there's all this other physical stuff going on it's it just, I feel like it goes back to healing thyself and knowing thyself so the more you focus on you the easier it becomes when you have those spontaneous moments to be like present and actually want to connect with your partner because you've spent that time um, getting to know yourself yeah definitely yeah. I mean something that, that you and I have implemented in our lifestyle it just it feels like second nature is that we have our morning time mm-hmm. you know or where we're exercising, hydrating, having some me time to really do a, a self-connection with, with our physical selves and whether it be, you know, yoga or hits or weights or something. Um, and that it's like you, you spend energy in order to have more reserve to be, to show up better with your partner. Right. And, and I think if we didn't have a morning routine, I think we would probably have less, <laughs> yeah. less connection with one another because again, it's like, you know, the, the whole idea of not having enough time to yourself really means a whole lot uh, in when you're in a long-term relationship with mm-hmm. somebody. And it's easy to just give, and especially to your kids, and give so much attention outwards and to work and whatnot. And, like, you know that you can kind of, like, 
not give as much attention to your partner because it's your partner. So I think that we don't, we sort of forget a little bit that we still need to try in a relationship. We still need to try to show up, to go on dates, to, to spend some quality time, to find some spontaneity. But it's hard to do that if you don't have something for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. What's that? There's some quote that you mentioned a while back that Peter Crone says about meeting the moment or meeting your partner like it's a new moment or with new eyes or yeah, with new... I don't know. I, I can't wait to, <laughs> to hear it. New something. <laughs> well, I, well, I think this is a, it's a, it's a relationship must. Yeah. Is that... Can you can you see your partner with a fresh set of eyes every day, or right. or meet them as if you're dating them again? Mm-hmm. And we we should be putting in effort to woo one another. Like you said that to me before. It's like I'm I'm not in the mood physically if like I've had like this like scraggly day, and then you know at the end of the day you're, you're like, hey, it's time to to connect. Well, like what have you done to show up in this mm-hmm. relationship? Like I've seen this with with patients too, you know, couples that come in and the man or the woman could be on the other side, um, could be like, yeah, well, like I'm missing out on intimacy and they, they should be providing this to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, the, what is the other person giving me so I feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And it's such a backwards way of looking at things. Um, I think it's, there's, it's, it's that's initial, I think, uncomfortable feeling that can arise where we put it on to the other person this person's not giving me what i need okay that's like maybe level one level two would be like okay i've created time for myself i'm showing up better for me i feel better in my body Hmm, how can i how can i be there for my partner and i think when we start to shift that that you know that energy inwards, we can be uh, we can be better our, a version of ourselves in the relationship, which is going to create more opportunity to, for the relationship itself to thrive. Yeah, well, it goes back to our conversation last week when we talked about in our twenties, we often look for that person to fill the void, and yeah. that continues on in a relationship, especially when you're feeling depleted. Mm-hmm. So the more whole you feel, the more nurtured you feel, you're not gonna need the other person to fill those gaps for you but instead you can then come from that place of like how can i serve them definitely Mm -hmm. yeah so if someone is so deep in resentment because the other person is not doing that for themselves or not taking care of themselves and they're like buddy get your stuff sorted out before you come anywhere near me like how does one start to see, oh, I see that they're starting to do some things. Is it a conscious effort, say, on, on the partner's part to go, hey, I see what they're doing. Um, I'm more willing to be open to them or I'm more, I'm more willing to see them in the effort that they're putting in for themselves. Like, how do you re- release the resentment, maybe, mm. is the question. Because you know someone in a role that they're playing and you see maybe their passivity, their, their lack of direction, their, their, you know, and then they start to make good choices. Like, is it trust? Is it like resentment from the past? Like, what's the thing that the partner on the other end uh, has to move through? Well, I think, again, it goes back to... Do you understand what, what I'm saying? No, not really, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let's, take, let's take you and me, for example. Okay. So let's say that on, on my end... Um, I wasn't, I don't know, let's say I wasn't like vacuuming the house. I wasn't taking care of my duties. I was too busy playing video games and, and doing all the things that, that I sort of just let, you know, things slide. Uh, You would probably start feeling pretty resentful of me. Yeah. 
And then, and then on my end, let's say like, I'm like, why does like, look at me, like, why doesn't she want to be with me? I'm <laughs> meanwhile, like I'm, I'm say playing mm-hmm. video game or like just, you know, not pay, giving you the attention that you need just, and not even paying, let's say I'm not paying attention to the kids. I'm just going to work and coming home expecting food on the table. Right. Like that version of me that exists somewhere, mm-hmm. right? What if I was that most of the time? You would probably see me with resentment and mm-hmm. like, this guy's like not taking care of himself. He's not taking care of stuff around the house. Like, I feel like I'm just mothering him now and he's expecting me to want to be intimate with him. Like, like that, like that's, there's no reality where that works, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and let's say that I start to pick up my socks. I'm like, I'm starting to take care of myself. I'm starting to find my direction and purpose. You, do you, do you linger in resentment? Because I that took me too long. Would you? Would you? Would there be trust issues? Like, what are some of the emotions that would you would have to move through, being on the opposite end of that, to 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 find a, a way to connect to your partner again? Yeah, I think well, probably one recognizing that if that was a phase that someone went through, that's got to do with them, not necessarily me. Mm-hmm. That you, in those moments, if you're not feeling motivated, there's something going on with you, whether it's like physically, your testosterone's low, or, I mean, I cook pretty well, so it couldn't be your diet. <laughs> or, like, yeah. Or like, We're yeah. using the hypothetical, yeah. Now, right? <laughs> or yeah. um, maybe you're not feeling motivated in the work that you're doing, so there's something there, so recognizing it's not actually about me. Yeah. Um, and maybe communicating that and then recognizing and i know your words of affirmation so saying that oh good job right way to take the garbage out you took the garbage out okay let's be a little patronizing (laughs) but my my question is like it's i think it's easy for people to get stuck in the past though yes so so, this is where i was trying to figure out that what that quote was of like meeting them where they are in this moment instead of bringing the story totally from before yeah yeah because i think that's important especially in relationship because we're we're not in a relationship to try to change the other person Mm -hmm. like that's you know change is going to happen that's that's inevitable and hopefully we, we we change together we grow together we we discover more about ourselves and each other and ourselves in a relationship um and like yeah we have to be as the relationship changes are we willing to see that person fresh today right not just the history right. appreciate the history and what it took to get, go from here to here um it yeah. took a long time to get to yeah well this, this, this moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly well i think it's an important conversation yeah. though right mm-hmm. because i think when people see some progress from their partner they see oh like it's starting to like make some momentum it's really easy to linger in the past right. and how you see them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just like if I was to say like, you know, you're always getting upset or whatever, and I just, I label you as somebody. At some point, you know, the person who's seeing the challenge has to also move on, right. has, to, has to move with it. And that's sort of like the message for this time of life is like, we're like finding a way to come back together, yeah. right? Because in this next stage of life, it's really that the kids are gone. Mm-hmm. And so do you want to meet your partner in that stage of life for the first time in 15 years, 18 mm-hmm. years, whatever it takes to get the kids out of the house, so to speak? Or do you want to... Mine already said they're not leaving. Right. Well, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> so why not like work on the relationship now right. and like really, you know, make that, you know, part of the priority so that you, when that time comes for the, when the kids are gone, you're not, it's not this, oh, hey, 
Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, like, exactly. I haven't seen you, I haven't in, seen you in a while. 20 years. <laughs> You know, and it's almost like you you either start dating again, but also yeah. I think a lot of relationships change there. You know, mm-hmm. the the rate of divorce is so high because I think people aren't taking care of the little stuff. Yeah, they're not having the conversations that are important. They're not seeing each other new. They're holding on to stuff from the past. People aren't willing to improve themselves, and and then then the, there's hurt feelings that are just not cleared. And so, um, yeah, do do you wanna? try to like deal with it down the road or, or are you willing to take care of some stuff right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'd say if you don't take care of it now, like uh, as the hormones start to decline, it's it gets a whole lot harder, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you, if you were to bring in say bioidentical hormone or whatnot, that's not going to fix the relationship. No. It's going to bring more energy and vitality in. But if you're not working on that core stuff, um, which is a huge part of hormonal expression as well. It's going to make it really challenging. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So another fun conversation. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. And if you guys want more information like this or want to be in the circle of trust, so to speak, join our Health Ignited Club because we dive into these conversations so much more each month. Mm-hmm. And it's a tight-knit group of people. Um, and uh, yeah, we'd love to have you there. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Ignited podcast. Be sure to download, subscribe, and share as we build this conscious community together. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, drsjensen.com. Please note all information on this podcast is not and should not be taken as medical advice. Please see a healthcare professional to receive the care needed. Thank you for sharing this time with us, igniting your health freedom. And welcome to the tribe. 